my kids won't be happy if I'm not doing what I love. And I do want to share what I love to do with them. And I think if we're not sharing what we love to do and we do best with them, I don't know what we're doing. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding Parenthood, a week-by-week podcast series hosted by me, Colin Boyd, and my partner, Sophie Aldino. Each week, we cover our family's rewilding story through the lens of our journey, traveling full-time in our converted 1978 Mercedes 508D Command and Control Center. This week, we're checking in from Sedona, Arizona, where we've rafted up with our dear friends Simply Us in a bus. They're another bus family, and we are sheltering in place together after both quarantining our families for some time. So we'll share some stories from our trip from the Mojave to the Sonoran Desert, and then dive in to our theme of the week, which is our opinion about the pros and cons of living an alternative lifestyle. Thanks for tuning in to the Rewilding Parenthood podcast. Let us know what you think by hitting us up on Instagram at Afuera Vida. All right, welcome back to the show. What's up, Soph? Soph's yawning. I think we should start calling this show the, the night show. The Rewilding Parenthood night show. <laughs> we're doing a little better this week. It is 9.40, so we're speaking before 11 p.m., so hoping we can bring a little bit more energy to this show. But Sophie is still yawning. <laughs> Well, I'm really excited to be back recording. So where are we and why are we here, Cole? We are in the National Forest land northwest of Sedona, Arizona. We were in Flagstaff, Arizona right on a year ago for the Overland Expo event, and we were quite excited to spend some more time in Arizona this year, but we really didn't have the chance. So when our friends Simply Us and a Bus on Instagram told us that they were around here, we were quite excited to catch up with them because we just love spending time together. Our kids jive really well and we just have really similar outlooks on life. And so the opportunity to spend a week together in the desert in someplace new just sounded awesome. We're going to dive into a little bit about what we've been up to It's been really nice in this moment where we feel like we've done the quarantine, the self-quarantine, they've done the self-quarantine, and we felt safe enough to raft up together. And it's been a really great moment for us to go from two months of really not seeing any other kids to letting our kids run wild together and really get that, that energy out. So that's been great. Anyway, Sophie... What's the vibe like in the van, and what happened this week? The vibe is good. We had a good day today. We cleaned up the whole van, so that felt really good. Yeah, we've just been having great days. What happened this week? Oh, man, what did not happen this week? I felt like I was just thinking about what happened this week, and I I think I'm going to go back to Monday. Monday morning, 2 a.m., Actually, you know, yeah, it was Monday morning at 2 o'clock in the morning when after the last recording of this podcast, <laughs> when I found, I heard a little rustle coming out of the front seat and waited and waited and waited and finally I saw a mouse emerge from the front of the van. <laughs> I made a mouse trap out of a roll of paper towels and duct tape and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. 
I did not know this. With my headlamp on in a trail of peanut butter leading to the trap, awaiting to capture this mouse for about 30 minutes. It didn't work, so I had to go to sleep knowing that I'd get it the next day. Woke up Monday morning to find not only one mouse, but a family of mice living in the front seat. It had two babies, and they traveled with us halfway to Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) They were pretty cute, actually. I do not like um, rodents. How do you say it? Rodents. I do not like rodents, but they were pretty cute. And it crossed my mind for a second to be like, what if we just keep them? But no. So Colin actually pulled the whole, how would you call it? The front panel out. We we actually had some pumpkin seeds that we were trying to <laughs> sun dry them. <laughs> the mouse has been enjoying the seeds and putting them all over <laughs> Yeah, the next the next mouse that makes it into the van is it will be all set with the pumpkin seeds that were spread through the dashboard, the battery box, and then also all the way back to the generator shed where we found them later on in the day as the mouse ran to safety as we shook it out of place on the uh, all the washboard roads that we were traveling through the desert. Yeah, we never saw the mama, but we think that she jumped out. Yeah, we also were like quite impressed how in like 10 minutes this mouse took two babies and like take them to the outside shed of our van. That was very impressive. Yeah, traveling on terrible roads and running down. No, but they did that before we... we, we... Well, we don't know when they did it. Oh, wow. They did it while we were driving because we didn't stop. We left there. They were in the dashboard. They went from the under my seat to the dashboard. Okay, well, that's that's even more impressive because this van is very shaky when you drive and it's very noisy. Anyway, that was Monday morning. What else happened? I think it was like five things that happened on Monday. Yeah, Alfonso, oh, Lola got drawn out by a coyote the same morning. I was trying to deal with the mouse and then Lola went off after a coyote which hid behind this hill and then tried to draw her out two more times so I had to put an end to that not let my dog get killed oh yeah you almost broke the 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 gas bottle did slightly break it and bent the cover first use of that this was pretty funny actually we were parked at Whole Foods and I was just doing some dishes while Colin was outside doing I don't know what. And then all of a sudden, the faucet just flew. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. It was too much pressure or it was it loosened up. But basically, I lost my faucet while I was doing the dishes. And then I had a waterfall right on my face. It was a volcano. So I think that was Monday. And then then we had a great week. We met up with these guys simply as on a bus, and we just been hanging out with them. We just been swimming, hiking, and doing a little bit of work. And yeah, just letting the kids just be kids. Yeah, I think we're gonna move somewhere tomorrow. Time kind of came to an end, but we'll tell you all about it next week. So should we jump into our theme of the this week? 
So our approach to this show was to dissect this lifestyle into some of the biggest pros and cons that we could consider. These first four topics for us really are a catch-all for everything that comes out of it, that water falls out of it. So, Do you just say ketchup or <laughs> a catch-all <laughs> or ketchup? So those are freedom, time, security, and education. We'll go through each one of these, talk about the pros, talk about the cons, ramble a little bit about this and that, and... Hopefully we can wrap something together for you. Yeah, and not just talk a bunch of baloney. We chose freedom because we think that once you choose to live this lifestyle with your family, you're very excited about all the freedom that comes with it. Every day you can choose whatever you want to do whatever you where you want to go if you want to go hiking if you want to stay in the bus if you want to sleep all day you can do whatever you want but also this freedom comes with a lot of time to think about these things that we don't really want to think freedom is the most important factor in I think any decision to lead an alternative lifestyle. I mean, you deliberately and intentionally choose to live in a certain way and you have the freedom to do it. So for sure, at the top of the list is freedom. When you're checking into work every day and you want that kind of freedom, that looks really good. So I think for me, one of the biggest things was not being able to exercise, you know, like feeling locked up in our home in South Portland, Maine and being like, oh, I don't have a trail that I can just go run out my door to. I kind of did, but not really. And then out here, we wake up in these beautiful places and there's a trail right there. I can run it if I want, or I can be lazy if I want. I remember thinking about that last week as we were in the mountains and I thought, I better get up and start running because I used to complain about this when I was back in South Portland. And here I am now, I have the freedom to do this, and this is what I want to do. I'm going to get up at 6, and I'm going to go trail running. Freedom for me also is um, is now I have, I have you on board, so it means like I have a lot of free time to do um, what I like to do. Like right now, I'm taking a course online, and it's really great to be like, at 11 o'clock on a Monday, be like, hey, Cole, can you take the kids for an hour? I got to jump into my course. So that kind of freedom, that kind of freedom feels really good because when we had the other lifestyle where Colin was working nine to five, then I was subject to only have free time like when he comes from work and when he came from work, he also wanted to go exercise. So that felt really good for us to have that kind of freedom to choose how we want to spend our time, but also comes with consequences. Um, yeah, I think the biggest consequence for me is the pressure. I felt this a lot throughout my life is having the freedom to choose whichever lifestyle you want to live, but now you're leading a family for. The pressure that comes with that freedom can be a lot if you let it get to you. Is it societal pressure? Is it your own personal pressure? Is it family pressure? You are now subject to, am I doing the right thing? Am I living the right way? Am I messing up my kids because I decided to do this crazy thing? Am I screwing up my retirement because I didn't go to work as hard as I could have when I was 
in my younger years and didn't let my retirement portfolio build, the voices can go on and on and it can be paralyzing. I think for me, the biggest con to the freedom is that you don't know and the doubt can be overwhelming to the point of anxiety creating, which is something that's been a challenge for me. But the benefits go are far beyond what I need to work through for the cons. Yeah, I think it can also... Um, you know, you have so much freedom. So sometimes life can get pretty hectic. You can be like, oh, we're going to travel here. And traveling takes like, you know, three or four days to get to the next spot. And then, you know, we're going to go for a hike. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, you know, we're choosing to do all these awesome things. Um, You know, we're using our freedom really well. But then we're like, Okay, what about our kids? Are they are they happy doing all this? Are there um, do they want to have all this freedom, or they just want to be um, in a really strict routine, going to school? So I think for me, I just go back and forward to those four years that we were living in South Portland, Maine, where we did have that kind of lifestyle. Cannot just always compare and go back like, oh, was was Alfonso happier there? Did he do better with, you know, coming back, like, through the same, you know, just walking through the same street and going to the same neighborhood every day? At the end of the day, you'll never know. And I think my kids won't be happy if I'm not doing what I love. And I do want to share what um, I love to do with them and... I think if we're not sharing what we love to do and we do best with them, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, and Seth, you're a huge driver in that for us to make this big change. It took me a long time to realize that we didn't have to just have the secure lifestyle that we were living, that we could actually find a way to create the lifestyle that we wanted. And that's the journey that we're on now. So I think the next big topic is time. All the wise people that have ever said anything of time being your most valuable resource. And so with this alternative lifestyle that we've created, we have prioritized our personal time over our time to work for somebody else for money. I mean, we still work for somebody else for money. Um, but I think what you're trying to say is that we we chosen to um, wake up every day and choose how we're going to use our time. Absolutely. It's not like we can't just not work. Um, so don't get me wrong there. Thanks for clarifying, Self. Yeah, we, we've chosen to create our own schedule. And that was a huge driver in this decision as well, that we could captain the ship, we could carve out the days that we wanted. We talked about this in our last episode, kind of how we have the capacity to do that ourselves. I think another important thing to talk about time is like, do you do it now or you do it later? You know, a lot of people like dream about this lifestyle, but they, they're like waiting for their retirement paycheck and they have it all planned out, which is awesome but we wanted to do this while we were young we wanted to do this with our kids i think that's another important thing to consider is like do you do it now or you do it later yeah for sure and everybody that we've met along the way that had older kids has 
supported us by letting us know you are doing the right thing by taking this time with your family now. It will pay off in the long run, even though we know how hard it is. We see how hard you guys are working. In our former lifestyle, going to work every day and coming home, those were just hours I couldn't get back with my kids as they were growing up. Those are bonds that are created for a lifetime. Yeah. Also, when you decide to move full-time into a vehicle and overland or move full-time into a boat or however you're you're moving or traveling with your family, you think like, oh my God, we're going to get so much time to do all these awesome things. And that's absolutely not true. You know, if you're traveling in our country, you're pushed uh, by visas. If you, you know, are traveling by vehicle or boat, they can break. You can just be locked down for a month, just waiting for a part. And then all the driving time and then all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the laundry is still there. doesn't go away. Yeah, not only is it there, but it's twice as hard because you don't have a laundry machine and you can't store uh two weeks worth of groceries. Yeah, actually, this is pretty funny. When I was talking with Leander from Akela World, um, we actually interviewed them on season four, episode one. I don't know, we were talking about the kids getting dirty and he mentioned how like he used to love going into the forest and coming back to his house with his kid just all muddy and dirty. And now that he lives in a vehicle, he hates it because he has nowhere to wash the clothing. It's not all it's cracked up to be, I think what Seth is trying to say. And certainly as the one that's maintaining this vehicle, it's a lot of work and time behind the steering wheel can add up big time. There's just a whole bunch of considerations that I don't think we even considered in the time category. They're not cons. They're just a part of this lifestyle. So the next big topic for us is security. And for me, this is tied up with financial security. But what does it mean for you, Self? For me, like being on the road, it means like, or is our bus going to break today? Where are we going to be? Or what happens if somebody steal our bus? Or what if we get into an accident and then we lose our homes it's kind of like when you move a lot with a vehicle you just count that this is your home and you can always get into your home but what happened when you can't then you gotta figure out something really fast we basically gave up security for insecurity and what i mean by this is before we left every week was the same we knew what days alfonso went to daycare when i'd leave and return from work how much money was coming in. And for me, being the breadwinner of the family, this was the most difficult factor to overcome in order to exchange this secure job and lifestyle with benefits for the family and a roof over our head and stability and exchange that for the unknown. Even after we left, the doubt often weighed on me especially in the early months in the trip where initially our business wasn't producing the income I expected and the previously unknown demands of the trip chewed up so much time that I would have otherwise been able to put towards making a living. And not only is life on the road more financially insecure, but there are just so many unknowns that we really have had little to rely on besides ourselves. And You know, now that I say that, and interestingly enough, because of this, 
it's probably become the biggest pro. By giving up our handholds to the comfort that we relied on so much and exchanging that for the unknown, we gained a confidence in ourselves to both live the lives that we wanted and to be able to handle all the challenges that have stood in our way. It's one thing that I'm sure about today is that that I'm doing what I want to be doing and how I want to be living my lifestyle. So even that you have all these other cons around, you know, security, I'm pretty sure that I'm doing what I want to do and I'm choosing to do what I want to do. So I'm pretty sure my kids are just getting a good energy in life. Yeah, absolutely, Self. I think leaving our secure life behind and exchanging it for an ever-evolving future has bolstered our confidence, strengthened our relationship, and created such a strong bond for our family. And to be honest, I, I don't even know where we'd be if we never left. Even though there are so many insecurities, doubts, and unknowns, the fact that we face them together or just beside each other we know that we can make it through anything that's coming our way. Hopefully our kids have had the benefit of seeing us overcome this ourselves, and hopefully they'll be able to take that into their own lives and, and overcome the challenges that they'll face. As we jump into this kind of lifestyle, you know, there's a lot of unknowns, and I think, like, we jump in as a family, myself as a mother and Colin as a father, so f- Colin, you have your own things that you take on board and then I have other ones, you know, I'm, you know, try to take care of the, still take care of the kids and, you know, Colin is more the captain. As a mom living full time on the road, I'm like, oh, what happened if like something happens to Colin and then I have to be like the captain and the mom drive this like bus and like fix the van if it's broken and, you know, when you jump in to have this kind of lifestyle as a family unit you'll have your own securities and insecurities and then as individuals you're totally right self this type of lifestyle will highlight all kinds of insecurities while delivering daily opportunities to grow into them and if there's one thing for sure in order to be successful living full-time on the road you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable i think that should be a future show name as we have so many stories about that anyways What's our final subject, Self? So the last um, topic we thought it was appropriate to talk was about education. We get often asked, um, how are we going to educate our kids? Or what do we do? Do we do homeschool, road school? Are they going to go to school? <laughs> the truth is that our kids are still pretty young. They're two and five, so we... We haven't felt the pressure to really dive into a whole school program. I think the biggest pro for us right now is being able to choose, having the freedom and the time to educate the kids the way that we want. And for us right now, it's through experiences. And that has really led us, Sophie and I, to um, the, the lifestyles that we've wanted. And so that's how we've approached this past year with our kids is creating rich experiences for them, whether that's swimming with manatees in Florida or visiting the Carlsbad National Parks and 
going underground and, and checking out these incredible caverns and not doing that over YouTube or in a book. We're doing it for real. It always amazes me when I ask Alfie about certain things, what he can actually remember. And it just, it, it makes me feel like it, all the struggle has been worth it because we've chosen to prioritize these experiences uh, specifically for them because you know, I didn't need to go and see the Carlsbad Caverns. I did. <laughs> I mean, I kind of call it, um, we do exper experiential learning right now. And talking about Alfie, um, sorry to interrupt you, but, you know, I actually like put together, it's like this four page, like imaginary book. And I was telling him a story and one in one page, um, there is a cactus, just a cactus. And, you know, I pretend that I'm this old cactus. And then Alfie Labs Ninjas, the ninja came into the story and he was teaching me how if you're lost in the wild and you need to drink water as a ninja, you can actually chop the barrel cactus and then you'll have plenty of water to drink. So I think like Alfonso would have never learned that just being, I mean, maybe he would have, but not, not, um, in a way that he did he actually like have have it like he experienced that because we spent five months in the desert so he knows a lot of the desert plants and he experienced them he remembers them they're connecting to experiences you know to their you know smell touch seeing them walking around around them in the morning in the evening so that those are the kind of ex experiences that we are looking for and we want to share with our kids yeah and camila is the same way i mean the most dangerous cactus out there is the choya and he'll walk around and pick them off from 50 feet away choya choya because the spines don't come out for a long time and he's he's got them dialed so yeah you know i think this topic is really important and we take it really serious that um, our kids get the education that they need. It's also a lot of pressure on their parents. Um, when you have kids and you live this kind of lifestyle, you're like, oh, shit, I'm really bad at this. Or like, I have two boys. My boys don't want to know anything about doing a craft. They just want to run outside with a bow and arrow all day or just like play ninja or... So I think it would be it can be quite challenging to, you know, be the mom, be the entertainer, <laughs> um, you know, just uh, be, you know, the leader for adventure, and then also having to be the teacher. They don't really take you serious sometimes. <laughs> so I think that could be quite challenging. Yeah, I think for me the biggest con is am I doing something wrong? And I can remember being in Boulder at the library where we spent a lot of time and this little girl, which was a couple years younger than Alfonso, comes over and she's doing all the alphabet and, you know, spelled out all the letters in a word. I'm like, Alfie can't do that. And she's like two years younger than him. Oh, my God. Are we on the wrong track here? I remember speaking to you about itself because I, you know, I, I think about that stuff. You know, am I, are we doing the wrong thing by pulling Alfie out of daycare where he would have got these experiences and he would have had um, s some of this more formal education dialed and you know we had we we talked about it and we we decided that like no those things 
are going to come when needed, and we're going to use these experiences as educational points on his map, on his journey. Yeah, I think like, you know, for me, there is not like right or wrong. I think kids, I mean, for me, I have this philosophy that kids will learn how to read and write unless you really don't expose them to that. And I think it doesn't matter if they learn when they're six or eight for me. I think, you know, I'm a big supporter of like kids should use their kid time to be kids and to be outside to play. I mean, they can also play inside. And I don't think they should, for me, be forced to be learning things in a way that I don't think is a time for it. You know, I do think it's important to put boundaries and put structure. And I do believe in in you know in school and in teaching them that's why we feel really good about this kind of life and there's also so many ways to do it and so many resources and we know so many families like delivery past life they do are great they have two girls they're on season four episode one and they do a great job with the girls they homeschool them and i think one of the even one of the little girls rent she as like a speech class online and I think if you put the energy and you're dedicated you can do it so I think that was the end of the episode it's time to go to bed (laughs) that's it folks thanks for listening this week we will be back next week with another episode of the rewilding parenthood podcast head on over to our website to check out some photos or notes about this show. You can hit us up on Instagram. That's really our main channel, at Afuera Vida, to let us know what you think about this format. And if you have any topics you'd like us to speak about. The podcast was produced by Afuera Vida. We have music by Tomas Tyrell and Mercedes Riva. And subscribe wherever you podcast. Consider leaving us a review or rating over at Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning in. Can't wait to have you back next week. Adios.